Hi guys, George Gamble here from Premier Sports Plays and SBR Sports Picks on the Mayo Media Network to talk to you about the final day for the round of 16 fixtures in Euro 2020. But before we get into it, please give the video a like, give the page a subscribe and hit that bell so you get notified whenever we release a new video. And also before we begin, I want to know who's been your player of the tournament so far? Which player do you think has shone above all the others and who do you think deserves that player of the tournament accolade? Let me know in the comments, but now let's begin talking about the games. And for me, this is the biggest one of the lot, naturally, as an Englishman. England against Germany at Wembley. Now, what a game. What a game. I mean, if you're looking at the tyres sort of moving forward, the way the whole tournament is structured and who moves on to what stage next, you'd argue that whoever wins this game is probably the favourite to get to the final. But the key test is getting through this game. Now, as an Englishman, I'll be the first to admit, I'm always the one saying, being really upbeat, really optimistic about a tournament that we enter. But then within the first couple of games, I'm very pessimistic and think, mm, we're just not there yet. We're always disappointed. It's going to happen. Uh, we're going to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory like we often do. Um, but I want to get up for this one. Um, I believe this Germany side can be got at. Um, and if obviously Gareth Southgate can pick a decent team, which I'll also move on to shortly, then I, I think this is going to be a great game. And I think England could progress past this German side. But nevertheless, looking more into it, um, you know, England were around the odds of plus 150 uh, when I was looking at this, and that gives them an expected chance of winning of 40%. But when they've been priced similarly um, in recent times, they've actually won over 90% of those games at similar odds. So they do tend to do quite well when you argue maybe they're not outright favourites, you know, not odds on favourites, uh, just marginal favourites. They tend to do well in uh, recent history. But despite the rivalry, eight of the last eight head to heads have also seen under five cards. Now, this surprised me simply because you don't get many international derbies, but for me, this is an international derby. But I believe the quality of both sides, the ball retention ability, just means that there aren't going to be many challenges flying in. So I don't see a very feisty atmosphere, unless, of course, you know, for example, if we see a, a repeat of what happened before with a Lampard goal that did actually go over the line and suddenly, you know, the England players just get fired up or Germany players get fired up, we could, uh, we could see that change. But for me, I don't see it being a very tough, bitey game whatsoever. I just see a lot of quality. Um, five of the last eight meetings have gone over two and a half goals. So they're usually very entertaining when these two meet. Um, and England haven't lost any of their last nine matches and haven't conceded in their last five matches. They've kept things very tight, but they've been difficult to watch. These England games have been terrible to watch uh, from a fan perspective. And yeah, there's been under two and a half goals in the last um, five England matches as well. Um, and they've also failed to score in three of their last four against Germany, which I would say is worrying, but considering that most recent game was a few years ago now, I don't think you can look too much into that. Um, but Gareth Southgate side, they've been the first to score in eight of their last nine games. So they do like to get on the front foot. But in my opinion, we seem to have adopted the original Italian approach. You know, you get a 1-0 lead, you defend it, you shut up shot, you make the game a drab affair. And I just, I don't think we see that here. And I hope we don't see that here should England take the lead. I think, you know, we'll want to make a statement get a bit of momentum behind us if we are winning and hopefully progress through to those next rounds. But yeah, Germany, they've not, Germany haven't kept a clean sheet in any of their last six matches. They can be got at. So again, it just provides even more proof um, to hope that this could be an entertaining game, particularly for the neutral with goals as well. Because both teams have scored in five of Germany's last six games overall. And that includes their game against Latvia. Yes, they thumped them 7-1, but they still allowed Latvia to get onto the score sheet. And no disrespect to the Latvians, but I like to think England possibly have a little bit more threat going forward than than Latvia. But no, let's let's start with a positive with England. Um, 
they are yet to concede a goal in this tournament. Um, and they topped the group as well, limiting their opponents, the three opponents they faced in the group stage to an average of just 0.58 XGA, which is expected goals against from the chances the opposition created uh, per game. So they do limit the opposition to chances, but realistically, who have we played? We've played an aging Croatia side that yeah, we looked on top of the whole the whole time. We played Czech Republic, which we looked good the first half, but the second half again was just Ross. And a Scotland side that, yes, we should have been beating, but they had probably the better share of the game and we didn't really look like scoring apart from hitting the post in the first half. So it's slightly difficult to tell also at the back whether England have been lucky or whether we've been strong. But we will get to welcome back Maguire. Maguire, brilliant centre-half. He's a ball-playing centre-half and he's just got a bit of a presence at the back there as well. Um, but yeah, for me, they've also, England this is, they've scored twice from 22 shots totaling 4.3 XG and that's just not good enough. You know, we need to be more efficient in front of goal. We've seen Harry Kane have very, very few chances. I think, like, in fact, one comes to mind that he was very unlucky not to score. Keeper did very well. The Czech Republic keeper did very well to get his hand to it. Um, but yeah, with England, we just often look to slow the game down when in possession and it does frustrate me because we've got the personnel to impose ourselves on other teams and we just don't seem to do it but yeah for me improvement massive improvement is needed if Southgate decided to challenge for Euro 2020 let alone get past Germany in the round of 16 but everyone's been sort of saying well this Germany side they're not what they were they're not that strong this England side should be absolutely thumping them maybe it's the pessimist coming out on me but I don't agree and, and the underlying numbers don't scream team in trouble um, you know Germany posted the best expected goal difference of any team in Group F and Group F was the group of death. It had France, it had Portugal, Germany and Hungary. And Germany had the better goal difference in that in terms of expected goal difference. And when they played France, the French did seem quite happy to let Germany dictate possession. This was after they took the lead. And But Joachim Lowe's side, they blew Portugal away. Yes, it was fortunate that Portugal uh, conceded a couple of own goals. But, but nevertheless, Goosens down that left-hand side tore Semedo apart and... For me alone, that's why I'm hoping Southgate does go with a more defensive-minded fullback system. So I hope Trippier starts over Walker because Walker does like to bombard forward and he's questionable in terms of his defensive ability. But we'll see what he opts to go with. Um, but it kind of leads me not quite nicely into the selection headache by Gareth Southgate. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what he does. I mean, we need width, we need creativity, we need attacking flair, we need directiveness. Um, it was interesting what he said about Jaden Sancho with no tournament experience, and that's why he doesn't want to throw him in at the deep end. But he started Calvin Phillips, who hasn't got any tournament experience at all, and Calvin Phillips has done really well. Sancho is a sort of player we need on that right-hand side. To you know, he's got pace, he can whip a ball in, he's tricky, he's a danger man. And you know, these German players, a lot of them play in the Bundesliga, will know all too well just how dangerous he is. And you can see the mind games already starting as Lothar Matthias has come out and said, "Well, if England don't want to play Sancho, we'll offer him a German passport." So. I love that the mind games have already started. It's going to really help gear this game up as a big one. And I can't wait for it. But the pick that I am actually going to go for is both teams to score, very simply. You can get that at minus 118. I just think both of these sides have got absolute class going forward. And I do see opportunities being created. I think England concede their first goal of this tournament. Germany games, both teams tend to score a lot. And just the importance of this game, the rivalry... I see both teams scoring and getting on this score sheet. So for me, my favourite pick in that one, both teams to score at minus 118. Now, moving on, we've got 
arguably probably the the minnows now of round 16 as you've got uh, Sweden against Ukraine maybe that's a little bit disrespectful to the both of them but in terms of the teams that are left I'd say these are two on paper two of the weaker sides but it's playing at Hamden Park in Glasgow um, I'm still looking forward to this one and all through the tournament I've favoured Sweden I really do like Sweden just the togetherness how good they are as a collective their manager is doing brilliant things there um, and they're facing a Ukraine side that worry me slightly um, if I'm being honest in the last games, you know, Sweden went against Poland. Everyone was expecting Poland to smash them because they needed to win to go through. Um, and the amount of money that was coming for Poland in the end was was insane. And Sweden topped the group, but they got the win. They won 3-2 um, against those odds. And they're just so professional. They get the job done and they see games out. And I'm really impressed by them. Yeah, they were lucky against Poland because Lewandowski missed a sitter. But it doesn't matter. They got the job done and they're efficient. Ukraine, however, in their final game against Austria... It, it worried me in that, you know, Andrei Shevchenko has done a marvellous job there. He's been brilliant. But they were so easy to get at from this Austria side. Austria changed one thing. They literally moved David Alaba into a more forward position and, and he ran riot and ran Ukraine ragged. Um, and it just looked like Ukraine down tools a bit, thinking that they were already through. And that worries me. I appreciate they're in the knockout rounds now, so, you know, they'll be well up for it. But if they go a couple of goals down early, their head's going to drop. Are they just going to think, oh, we're not bothered. So it's one of those things. And so, yeah, I question the mentality of Ukraine more than anything. Um, and yeah, Ukrainians have failed to keep a clean sheet against Sweden in their last three meetings. They've also failed to keep a clean sheet in their last three matches. Meanwhile, the Swedes have been the first to score in nine of their last 10 matches. They do tend to score first and take that lead, take that initiative. Um, they've also been leading at half time in six of their last eight games. So Ukraine are going to have their work cut out, particularly in the fact that Sweden are conceding an average of just 0.38 goals across their last eight internationals. They keep things incredibly tight at the back. Um, and Ukraine were rather fortunate to end up in the knockout stage anyway. You know, they only got one win in the group stage, and that was against North Macedonia, who everyone beat. Um, but it was enough to secure their place on goal difference. And but yeah, troublesome numbers at the back for, for Ukraine are a point of interest for me. They allowed 5.5 ex expected goals against in their three group matches. And I know it's only three group games, but you can kind of get a small insight into how frail they are defensively. Um, you know, North Macedonia still managed to score against them. Um, they did well and they were open up, opened up quite a bit by the sides in their group. Um, and if the teams to progress at Euro 2020 into this round of 16 stage, Ukraine faced the joint most shots on target. That was 16, just across three games. And that's worrying if you're Andrei Shevchenko, particularly against this Sweden side that take the initiative early. Um, but Ukraine, at least they provide entertainment whenever they play. You know, It's been highlighted by the fact that both teams score in six of their last nine international fixtures. Um, only Wales and upcoming opponents Sweden actually have conceded more expected goals um, of the teams that qualify for the last 16. So Sweden, Ukraine could be an unexpected goal-laden cracker uh, to finish off this final round before we head into the next stage. Um, and yeah, for me, Andersen's men, Sweden, they they held a substandard Slovakia side to 0.68 XG in a 2-0 win. But despite topping the group, they did allow 2.89 and 2.25 expected goals against, against Spain and Poland, respectively. Now, I, th I just think there's going to be goals in this game purely for, for that factor. Both of these defences can be got at. Sweden are more resolute, um, but they're both much better in attack. And yeah, I, I do see some goals in this game. And I've picked out a very nice bet for me at a good price, I believe. And it's just on the Asian goal line. The line was over two Asian goals. 
and that's at minus 114. And the beauty with this bet is if there's only two goals in the game, you get your money back. The bet's voided. And if there's over two goals, so if there's three goals or more, we win the bet. We just need there to be at least two goals in the game. And, and for me, that's got to be the definite pick of this one. I would side and I would favour Sweden to maybe progress, but I think we're playing it safe here with the over two Asian goal line. And, and it's a bet that I'm very happy with. So those are my picks for the Tuesday. That's my insight into the Tuesday round of 16 games. I will be back to talk to you about other games in the tournament as we progress further and further towards that final at Wembley. Hopefully England can be in it. But until then, thank you very much. Don't forget, like this video, subscribe to the page and hit that bell so that you get notified when we release a new video. And I'll see you soon.